It is great to be back on Search the Scriptures today, to be able to open up God's Word and study together with all of our listeners as we try to do each day, Monday through Friday. What a blessing to be with you. We pray that our time together will be not only beneficial for us, but very instructional and encouraging and beneficial for you as well. It's a, it's a pleasure and a privilege for me to be able to be with you today with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. Certainly, it's a great honor for me to be part of this program as well. I really thank God that I have the opportunity to be part of this Search the Scriptures ministry. And you know, just today, before we came together for this session, I was thinking about how blessed we are as Christian people, how much God loves us. And as I try to comprehend that love, it just goes beyond what I can really grasp. You know, we're, we're told in his word time after time that God loved us to the point that he was willing to send his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to die in our place so that we might enjoy eternal life. That's just astounding to me. It really is. And uh, I was speaking with somebody today about that very point, you know, about how much God loves us. And uh, I, I made the point to him, the statement that, you know, I don't know that we can fully appreciate what mm -hmm. God did in sending Christ to that cross. I know it's hard for me to get my head around it. I, I can accept it by faith. You know, I can believe what the Bible tells us about God's love for us. But to really understand it, it, it kind of goes beyond what I can do. It really is uh, quite a concept. It is. Quite a concept, especially when you read some of the passages that tell us that we were sinners when God oh, did that for us. That's right. And even enemies of yes. his. Yes. And yet he still sent his son to die for us out of his love for us. It is amazing. It is amazing indeed. We're studying about Christ, in fact. We're talking about our Lord and Savior, and we're going to be focusing on the question of whether or not somebody knows Christ. And really what we want to do is contrast that with another reality, and that is knowing about Christ. We want to ask the question for each of our listeners, and we hope this gets personal, it should for each one of us. Do you know Christ or do you just know about Christ? Interesting question to ask. It is. You know, I think, Dennis, there are a whole lot of people out there who know about Christ mm -hmm. who don't really know Christ. I think you're right. And I think as you just pointed out, Gary, we need to take this down to the personal level and really do some soul searching in our own lives and figure out, okay, which one of those categories do I fall in? Do I truly know Christ? Do I live for him? Have I committed my life to him? Am I obeying him? Or do I just know about Christ? Let me draw something of a parallel. It may not be an exact equivalent, but hopefully it can be used by way of illustration to get across the principle that we're trying to study about during this series of lessons. There are a whole lot of people who know about the Bible. Mm -hmm. There are much fewer people who really know what the Bible teaches. Yes. 
Now, some people might say, well, and they might get a little uncomfortable when we make that comparison and say, well, but now wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I realize and I admit that I don't read the Bible as much as I need to and I don't know as much of it as I would like to, uh, but I, I know the basis of its teachings. I know I'm supposed to live by those teachings and I need to do better, but I don't have to know everything about the Bible to know Christ, to have that relationship with him. I think there's some truth to that, but you see, I think there's a lot of parallel between the two uh, comparisons. Mm -hmm. People who know the Bible because they've studied it, because they've read it, because it's a part of their lives, they know what they, and they want to know what, what it teaches so they can live by those teachings because they realize that that's God's will for their lives. And then there are other people who know that they should know the Bible better, but they don't, and they're not really all that excited about, at least certainly they're not very committed to get to the point where they can know the Bible better. Mm -hmm. And they're rather satisfied in their complacency about learning what the Bible really teaches. Now, I think there's a lot of parallel between that reality and the other reality that, that people, well, oh yeah, I know Jesus, but now, do you really know Jesus, or do you just know about Jesus? Mm -hmm. Now, again, a lot of people would say, oh, I know, I know him. I have this great relationship with him. Right. Is that right? Uh, how, how do you walk with him? Mm -hmm. How committed to him are you? How do mm -hmm. you serve him day in and day out? How do you live your life for him? Again, some very soul-searching questions. It is. Uh, they are. Now, Dennis, you know, I was talking with someone today, and he was expressing to me an experience he recently had with a couple of individuals. And one particular individual he was saying was talking about, and, and it seemed to be from the conversation he was relating to me, that this individual was, was emphasizing how much Bible he knew mm -hmm. because he had been involved in a Bible study for, I believe, a couple of years. Uh -huh. And so he was talking about how much Bible he knew. Mm -hmm. And he said, but then he was cursing, he was using profanity on a regular basis. And I said, you know, that person is a, an example of somebody who is religious but not spiritual. Yes, I think that's right. And yet that person apparently was trying to get across to the people around him in that particular setting how spiritual he was because mm -hmm. he'd been in this Bible study for yes. a couple of years. Well, you know, this, this individual, this other person who was expressing all this to me, he said, you know, I, and I think he said just before I left, I, I told him, I said, remember, remember Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. And he related to him, some of at least some of what was in that passage. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And he said, but you have to live for him. Mm -hmm. You have to, and that's what the rest of the passage says, mm -hmm. to not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Right. Well, when we're out there using profanity every other sentence or two, and uh, we're cursing and using just all kinds of vulgarity, we're not living a spiritual life as we do that. Yes, that's right, Gary. Somewhere, uh, too many people have failed to make the connection that if we truly do know Christ, 
that's going to issue forth in a kind of life that is an imitation of him. Yes. You know, one more quick illustration. Uh, Metaphala, he's going through some difficult times in his life, and I've spoken with him a number of times about those difficult times in his personal life, and he sounds rather profound, serious, thoughtful, and uh, yet at the same time, as many times as I've invited him and encouraged him, come to services. You know, you need, you need the teaching. Mm-hmm. You need to be together with the church, worshiping God, never has come. Mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned to him that very principle that I, I applied to that other fella mm-hmm. that this my friend was relating to me. Um, and, and I said, I was, yeah, I, I said something about being, are you religious or are you just spiritual as mm-hmm. a subject of Bible study? And the response of this man was, well, I'd say I'm spiritual. Now, you know, I think probably, Dennis, most people would say that. I'm spiritual. Very likely. And yet, so many of them would seldom, if ever, attend church services, Mm -hmm. seldom, if ever, read the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's probably questionable whether they pray to God, very little probably, if, if at all, and you can go on down the, law, the, the list of, of, of attributes or characteristics of real spirituality, and yet they would claim to be spiritual. Yes. In fact, they might say, well, I, I can be spiritual without being religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you <laughs> cannot. Now, there are people who are religious without being spiritual, but you cannot be spiritual without also being religious. Let's as we've kind of laid a groundwork here and something of a foundation of thought, let's think about this question. Do you know Christ or do you just know about Christ? And there's a great deal of difference between the two. Mm -hmm. Knowing about Christ is an intellectual exercise. Right. You understand intellectually about Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You may even agree with what the Scriptures teach about him, And you can gain such knowledge from either the Bible or from parents or somebody else telling you, but now that's just knowing about Christ. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between knowing about him and really knowing him. Yes, that's right, Gary. You know, when you you talk about different ways we might know about Christ, uh, I'm reminded of one of the Jewish historians who did a great deal of writing and his name was Flavius Josephus. And in his writings, he makes it very clear, he makes it hard to deny that there was an actual historical person who lived, who died, named Jesus. And we can know about Jesus through sources even such as that. Yes, and you know, I think there would be very few people who would adamantly deny Mm -hmm. that somebody named Jesus walked upon the face of this earth. Yes, I think that's correct. Historically, it's virtually an absolute concrete proven fact. Yes, it is. Jesus Christ lived Mm -hmm. in this world. Yes. Now, James chapter 2 and verse 19 
is a passage we've used many times to make this point with various applications. Mm -hmm. What does it say there? You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Now, you know, Dennis, reading that particular verse ought to cause a lot of us to tremble. Oh, it should. Because what it's telling us there is you can know about Christ. Yes. You can know about God, mm -hmm. and you can still be in hell. Oh, that's right, Gary. You know, and uh, the same thing happened as we go back to the ministry that Jesus was involved in during the time he walked on the earth. In several of the occasions where he was casting unclean spirits out of people, those demons, those unclean spirits, they recognized him. They knew about Jesus. They knew who he was. And but it really, didn't. It, but, but they were still the demons, weren't they? Exactly. <laughs> it didn't cause them to do something to turn their lives around. We need to realize that there's a difference between intellectual knowledge, understanding, and agreement, and the relationship that is described by that other phrase, knowing Christ. Yes. You can know about him without knowing him. Knowing Christ describes a personal relationship with him that is based on knowledge of his teachings and acceptance of and obedience to them. Yes, that's correct. You don't just know about Christ, but you know who he was mm -hmm. and is. Mm-hmm what his teachings are, basically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you agree with them and you live by them. Yes, that's right. That's knowing Christ. Knowing Christ bespeaks a lifestyle of dedication and commitment, dedication and commitment to Christ, mm -hmm. and again, demonstrated by the way that we live our lives by his teachings. Yes. To know Christ, I think it would be fair to say, is to be one with Christ. Oh, yes. I think that is a good way to describe it, Gary. Uh, Paul spoke of something very similar to that in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. You know, he spoke about the fact that he'd been crucified with Christ and that now it was no longer he that lived, but Christ lived in him. And I think that's, that's getting to what you were actually speaking about there, being one with Christ. I think that's an excellent passage to, to describe what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Paul, he was saying, now, I've given my life to Christ. Exactly. And how I live it is based upon my relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm living by faith in him. Yes, he was demonstrating the fact that he knew Christ by the life that he lived. And it wasn't just a once-a-week thing, was it? Oh, no. No, not at all. It was an ongoing daily lifestyle. Absolutely. That's important for us to understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus talked about people who honor him with their lips Yes. But their heart is far from him. I believe that's in Matthew chapter 15. Yes. And uh, you can read that, well, beginning with virtually the first part of that chapter and reading on down uh, through verse 9 or so. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
rather telling, isn't it? It really is. Rather telling. Um, in fact, in fact, let's let's read verses eight and nine there. Okay. These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Now, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men can have a pretty broad application. Mm -hmm. And this could be, this could take in the idea of people who are following false doctrines, mm -hmm. maybe that they've been taught, Mm -hmm. yes. And they just haven't searched out carefully enough in the scriptures to find out that they're, that they're false. Or it could be people who make it up for yes, themselves. That's right. I, I, I don't have to go to church. I don't have to be a part of the church. I don't have to be dedicated. I don't have to serve Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I can get drunk. I can mess around with people I'm not married to. I can do all manner of, of things just as long as I'm stay out of jail, basically. <laughs> yes. And, and in, I, I don't rob anybody, perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, don't beat up anybody unnecessarily. I understand mm -hmm. the unnecessarily part. <laughs> and uh, I can do just about anything I want to do because as long as I have this basic, deep down respect for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, all of those things are in contradiction to Jesus' teachings how can I take part in those kinds of things and have deep down basic respect for Jesus Christ? It's yes. impossible. It is. It's not an imitation of Christ. And that's what Christians are supposed to be, imitators of Christ. And this goes back to honoring him with their lips mm -hmm. or their mouth, mm -hmm. but their heart is far from him. Yes. Their heart is somewhere else. But wouldn't that be a horrible thing to have put on your tombstone? His heart was far from me. Yes. He honored me with his lips, but his heart was far from me. Oh. Or wouldn't that be horrible to hear at the judgment scene? Mm -hmm. As we stand there before our Lord and he says, you know, you said some pretty flattering things about me with your mouth. Mm-hmm but I know your heart was far from me. Yes. It would be similar to those that Jesus himself spoke about in Matthew 7, verse 21. Those who say, Lord, Lord. And yet when it comes right down to it, Jesus said, I never knew you. And they called him Lord. They said they prophesied in his name. Right. They said they cast out demons in his name. Yes. And they said they did many wondrous works in his name. Exactly. And yet he still said, I never knew you. Mm -hmm. And think about the surprise that the scribes and Pharisees must have felt when Jesus said this directly to them, as we just read from Matthew chapter 15. Yes. Whoa, you talking to me? Oh, pretty now, harsh. Dennis, if the Lord tell someone, I don't know you, mm -hmm. then it follows automatically that they don't really know the Lord. Is oh, that fair? Yeah, absolutely fair. <laughs> now, they might be ready to fight you over making that statement mm -hmm. and reasoning out that point of logic, but it's, it's really irrefutable. Yes, it is. If the Lord says, I don't know you, mm -hmm. then you don't really know the Lord. 
No. You might know about him, but you don't mm -hmm. know him. Right. Let's look at John chapter 17 and verses 1 through 3. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That last statement in verse 3 there, this is eternal life, that they may know you, mm -hmm. the only true God, and Jesus Christ, so that they may know Christ too, whom you have sent. That's right. And notice how he connects eternal salvation with mm -hmm. that knowing Christ and knowing God. Yes, it's, again, undeniable. This is eternal life. We need to stop here for the sake of time today. But we want to encourage our listeners. We hope that this has kind of set the stage for this particular study. And we hope that if it's appropriate with you, that it's made you uncomfortable. We certainly hope that it's caused you to reflect carefully upon your relationship with your Savior. And don't just give a knee-jerk reaction because you know what you should say. The question is, do you really know Christ or do you just know about Christ? We'd love to send you that free Bible study if you'll ask for it.